Well, so. if anyone should realize that something's up, it should be Shikamaru. Yes. With enough time, Shikamaru should realize. And i that's something I want to see. I want to see if the time skip is two years... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Herbal Synergies, the shop. I am your host, Sinji. With me, my co-host, as always, Erby. What up? What's up, what's up, what's up? Same old stuff, just different day. Nah, I, I mean... Yeah, I, I wanted to say something clever back, but I drew a blank. Um, Flavor? Flavor. Of so, the week. Um, yeah, so I've been um kicking it down some JoJo's. Um, I forget there was a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. Oh man, it's I can't get into bizarre. the art style. Oh, teach their own. It's not bad, but um, yeah, it's got a was, fan base. Yeah, I was like, you know, I was like, you got like a whole bunch of bunch of uh, seasons. It's a dub, so I ain't got to look at it. I just listen to what's going on. Yeah. And, um, and so I was like, oh. I was like, okay. Um, so then there's a scene where this woman, Lisa Lisa, like she, I, I didn't know what happened, but like she was facing this little vampire thing and she has like this little scarf and like she throws it and it like wraps around his neck. He's like, oh, you think it'll stop me? And like he just rips it off, and she's like, "Oh, come on, JoJo, let's let's keep going." And I was like, "Oh, that must have been some sort of attack." <laughs> and then so um, she she end up they, they explain it later she ends up sending Harmon through his body, and uh, essentially kills us from inside out. I was like, "Oh, okay." So gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So yeah, that that was one. Um, I did have some from uh, Buddy Daddies, but that was last week when I had looked at it. Uh, but so it couldn't be this week's flavor. Man, I guess if I have to go with a flavor, um, since I can't think of anything that impressed me action wise, I'll just go with. Uh, funny, and it was when the black hair buddy daddy at the very end of the episode goes, I can't have a cat, but you can bring a random kid. Like, he was so yeah. butthurt, and I was just like, damn. <laughs> oh, man, salty. Yeah. That was, that was pretty, uh, pretty funny. They have an interesting mm -hmm. dynamic. They do. I, like I was telling you that it was like one of those ones where I wouldn't even, I wouldn't necessarily call them buddies, but they're more like cohabiting people that just uh, help sharing a kid. <laughs> yeah. He was saying blah, blah, blah. In our line of work, we can't have people close to us and stuff like that. And obviously this entire show is going to be about their relationship with the, with this kid. Yeah, so, so we'll see where it goes from there. 
Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. This it it looks like it has some funny potential there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we we'll get to the part where you have your uh, anxiety soon. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, it was just like, um, it was just me, like, uh, predicting what was going on. Let's see, yeah. But, yeah, I guess we could, uh, I think we, I guess we kick things off with, uh, high card. Yeah. Uh, we'll kick it off some card of the high. All right. Episode seven Love and Fake. So, um, a gag, a gag episode, a gag reel episode that turned into, like, a heavy episode. Well, not really heavy, but, like, it, it got deep. It got, like, it got dark, I would say. Is is it really gag episode if you're introducing a new member to the party? For a, member for, a member for how long? Uh... Till she feels she doesn't want to be there anymore. Well, it almost seems well, it, there might be a love interest there, but like it started off as like a like a comedic episode, and then it, and then it got dark. Did it get dark, or did it just? Well, it got real. I'll tell you that much. Or did this, a cloud just pass overhead? I uh, I don't know if the if it if there's a cloud involved, it ain't pass. It's still right overhead. Yeah. But who knows? We start off the episode and they they try to snatch the two of diamonds from this girl, this blonde, and she catches on right away and like pepper sprays poor Finn. That sucked. But um, after she pepper sprayed him, they're like, "Listen, just give us the card. We want the issues. We'll go our separate ways." And she was like. I think you two need to be closer. And then she, like, used the two diamonds and, like, it made them stick hands with each other. Well, Chris wasn't fond of this because he had a quote-unquote date coming up on the weekend. So, apparently this girl was Instagram famous, so they were just following, uh, tracking her down through Instagram, and she kept giving them the slip. Like, they followed her to a pool, they followed her to... Um, like a a, ch- a food drive thingy where like she gives people food. Yeah, I'd say. Um, I I also don't understand why Finn got caught when he when he be master of slipping up and getting folks. <laughs> I was like, really? You get caught? Plot armor. Yeah. But so. um, or or how they let a girl that doesn't. Like if if that's her ability, she shouldn't be able to overpower you guys. How'd you let her put your hands together like that that easily? Maybe there's cut off balance. Possibly, but they just kept chasing her, chasing her, and chasing her, and she finally caught on that like they they were tracking her through her through her Instagram. So she stopped posting stuff. That's so, why I don't post nothing. Finn got don't tired. Don't tracking me. <laughs> They were running out of time, and Chris wanted to catch her right away. (laughs) Stupid. I mean, it's true, though. Yeah, I don't think there's nothing. That's why they tell you, um, if you go on vacation, don't be posting your vacation photos uh, 
as you're taking them. He's like, wait till you get back and post them. Because people, people look on your media with, with your friend's account and be like, oh, they're not in the States. Or, oh, they're out of the state. Yeah, that was pretty empty. Yeah, and they go run up in your house and take all your stuff. Damn. Can't trust these people. Yeah. So, that's a little um, word of advice for y'all folks. Take it to heart, guys. Hold it near and dear. all ten of our listeners. We have ten? <laughs> no, I just made up a random number. <laughs> Don't worry, Irby. When this book gets published, we we might have more. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe it would have been disbanded by then. Nah, I doubt it. Maybe you might not have time to do that after you blow up. Nah, I doubt it. Who knows? But continue. So Chris was getting impatient, but Finn was getting like, um, it was taking a toll on and he really wanted to go home, take a shower, get some rest. So that's when they ended up doing. Um, but Chris stole Finn's bed and Finn just ended up crashing on a chair where Finn had a nightmare involving... Can can you elaborate what the dream was? I forget. Essentially, he... Was it a, a suit of armor that attacked him? Or I'm thinking about another one. A knight, right? Yeah, it was a knight that would attack him. He was in a fire with a knight that attacked him. Yeah. And... Chris, he, he woke up and like he did the scare thing out of a dream. And Chris asked him, had a nightmare. And it's like, yeah, I have that dream every once in a while. What about you? It's like, no, nah, I just can't sleep in with a, someone else's pillow or blah, blah, blah. He, he wasn't comfortable in that bed. So with all that being done, it couldn't be helped. Finn had to join Chris on his quote unquote date where we meet. Michelle, who is Chris's sister. And right, really, really early on, you can kind of tell there's like something up with her. I was just like, oh, there, there's something like wrong with her, isn't there? And like it gets it gets brought out that she has a genetic disorder and it, she got it from her mom who died. So. Finn makes the note, I'm like, oh, so Chris is an orphan as well? I was like, yo, Chris is an orphan? I called that out when I accidentally thought Finn was Chris the entire freaking second or third episode. I was like, yo, Chris is an orphan too? But now now we find out that he really is an orphan, so. I'm not sure <laughs> you called that one out. I think you just had a little confused. Hey, listen, foreshadowing at its accidental uh, finest. I think that's... Uh... I won't call that foreshadowing. I'll just call that a momentary lapse of memory. I call it a lucky coincidence. Serendipitous. The serendipitous. But yeah. But continue. They run into Blondie and she decides they call her a friend. And Michelle's like, Oh, can she join us? And they're like, No, she's gonna work. Like, no, I'm gonna join you guys. And she's like, I'm going to expose you for the fake you are in front of your sister. I was like, that's kind of that's kind of harsh, Blondie. Yeah. But um, do you. So they 
he's spending a day with Michelle and the blonde whose name I didn't write that bother to write down for some reason. And um, Chelsea. Chelsea? Yep. Oh, I did write that down. Mm, interesting. Look at me. So, they spent they kept uh, on with the triple Chelsea. They you know, they visited the beach and she was trying to do her best to sabotage Chris, but it wasn't working out and then at some point she was just generally having fun. Um it's coming towards the end of the day and Michelle has to go home, but she wants to ride on a Ferris wheel and Chris is like, no, we'll do that another time. It's like, you always worry. And she, and Finn and Chelsea is like, let's just do it. And it's like, mind your business. Can't. And in the middle of that, Michelle falls. And it's like, oh, no, yep. She's sick. So they rush her to the hospital. And it turns out um, she led Finn, uh, Chris to be leaving that she was doing better. But she's actually getting worse. And at this point, it's only a matter of time until... Bada bing, bada boom, she's gone. So after after she like recovers, you know, they're talking, they're trying to ease her into the um just talk to her and see how she's doing. But um sorry about that. Someone uh barged in here. But, no one uh, would have ever known if you didn't say anything. Oh, you didn't hear it? Nope. Damn. It caught me off guard. So um, they leave her in a room. They leave her to rest. And Chelsea approaches Chris. And she's like, you okay? He's like, no, nah, everything's going to be all right. And she's like, you're lying. And I was like, well, that's what I do. I put on a face. And when this face gets uh, torn apart, I'll just put on another face. And I think... Uh, Oddly enough, Chelsea began began to like Chris a little more. And yeah, so we end the episode knowing that Chris's sister is dying and Chelsea may or may not have joined the crew. Yeah. Well, she definitely was working there, but I think she 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 gave that whole spill about how she um, well, she was looking for a soulmate, and she's like, oh, I'll give you back the card one day when I, when I feel like I don't need it. And I'm like, huh. So I think that was important to note there that she's looking for a soulmate. And well, she is looking for a soulmate, and she has no official place to stay. She just couch hops uh, between her friends' places, and she has like 50 million jobs. Yeah. And so um, I was thinking, I was like... I, when I when the episode first started, I was like, "Oh, why is she the two of diamonds if she's like love based?" <laughs> I was like, "She should have been like the two of hearts." And then I was thinking about what kind of applicable um, ability would be sticking people together. I mean, I don't. I guess like because they say all the cards' abilities were based on knights um, that fought during the war. So it's like, huh, what what kind of abilities were they fighting with then? I don't know, maybe they touch swords and they're able to like take the sword from their opponent with it. I don't know. Because I was like, that seems like a kind of useless ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, 
it definitely seems like it falls in line with like one of the weak cards. Like it's definitely seems more useless than Finn's revolver. I was like, you have yeah. to you have to really work for that card to work. Yeah, you gotta get real close. Mm-hmm. Uh that might have been been a good card for like an Indian to have or I should say Native American, because one of the rites of passage passage is they gotta sneak up and like touch somebody. So like they could probably sneak up on the enemies and make them clap their hands together and they can never um <laughs> they can't come after you. Oh, so. you, do you think it, it would work like that? You could just put someone's hands together. Yeah, that's interesting. That, essentially, that's what she did with the two. I think her ability is like taking two forces and putting them together, but she probably can use it more than two. So I don't know. I guess if she sticks around, we'll find out. Yeah, and also I I was thinking that um, there was there there was a moment. When the sister was like, oh, remember when it used to be us, us three, they went up there and I was like, are you talking about the mother or did, did Chris have another sibling that died? And I was like, what if Finn and Chris are actually related, but they all just forgot because <laughs> they have amnesia. No, I, th- I think it was, I think it was the mom. <laughs> yeah, I would say it was the mom, but it was, it wasn't really clear. Uh, and then his immortal card, couldn't he just give it to his sister and get a new ability so she could live forever? Um, she might have to wear the gloves constantly, but it also, it also has, the card has to take a liking to her. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, yeah, that's true, but. But I, I can tell he hasn't tried it because she does, he didn't want her to know about this life, so she probably doesn't know about cards. Probably doesn't. So. Yeah, that was one, one thought I had there. I was like, yeah, you could at least try it. And see. Yeah. So. But yeah, so. Mm-mm-mm. Then he could effectively retire. But what do you want to talk about next, brother man? Uh, shoot. Let's get into the, um, the Ranga Poop. The Ranga Rumpa. <laughs> That's all you, homie. Yeah. Uh. Duranga Rampa, the animation, prologue. Welcome to Despair, season one, episode one. Yeah, so essentially this one started off with like this kid that looked like he was in a rocket ship and it just fails. And then we get the protagonist in there. And Naegi, I think his name. Mm. Yeah, you, you don't really know. From the start, and so he starts. He starts talking, and he steps on the campus, and immediately blacks out. I think they hip, they didn't hypnotize him, but they might hit him with some uh, some Cosby or something, and knocked him down. <laughs> and so he wakes up in a classroom. He's all by himself. Someone says some Cosby. Yeah, yeah, knocked that man out as soon as he crossed the threshold. And then, and then so, um, yeah, so, so then he has to go to a meeting at like eight. He gets a letter through there. It's like, oh, I gotta go meet. So then, like, everyone starts introducing themselves and who they are. And one of his old classmates is there. And I'm like, oh, okay. So he has, he knows one person. 
Mm-hmm. And then we, we get introduced to the principal, um, is it Mona Kuma, which is actually funny because I started watching another anime and the mountain bear spirit beast thing is called Monte, Mon, Mona Guma. I was like, oh, so I guess they're, they're bears is that's just like a name for big old troublesome bears. Homely's voice actor is definitely the same voice actor as Kirito from Sword Art. Um, which one are you talking about? The main character? Mm-hmm. He, he's also the one from um, Twin Star Exorcist. I didn't watch that one in dub. I started yeah. it in sub. And yeah. I don't remember where I left off, but I definitely stopped. Yeah, well, they're, they're the same. I was like, oh, I know this voice. And um, I think the Leon kid, the red-haired boy, he, he's Raditz. And um, Mondo is Vegeta's voice actor. I have to, like, listen to them with my eyes closed. The only reason I noticed Kirito is because he was talking without, like, him being on the screen. So, like, I had to picture my own face. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, pick up on on them real quick. So then the principal tells them that they're, uh, they're in the school and they will be taking care of care of for approximately the rest of their lives i'm like huh that's nice wording approximately so not for the rest of your lives but just approximately meaning how long you live for mm-hmm. so so then he tells them that people can leave if they kill a classmate and walk away free and i'm like oh okay so you just have to kill and not be caught. And then the kids kind of rebel and they get mad. And the one kid, uh, which one was it? I think it was, yeah, Monda was grabbing the bear and it starts beeping. And one girl's like, throw it away. And the bear blows up. <laughs> so, and then same said kid gets mad at, um, was it Aegi? And he uh, <laughs> knocks him out. So then he wakes up in his room with his friend from school there, Mazino. And she's like, Yeah, I stay with you because, you know, I'm just going to watch out for you. So. No, you better go well, away. Don't trust nobody. Yeah. So while they're in there, they all, everyone's looking for like a way out and stuff. And we find out like the food gets restocked daily and they have curfew from 10 to 7 a.m. And they still looking for some ways out. And um, they should get to talking with uh, Mona Kuma. And he's like, oh, I see this is going to work because y'all don't have incentive. So then he proceeds to show everyone videos of their folks or whoever. And they say some pretty evil stuff in the videos, but we, we're not privy to that. And things happen to them. Some kids are, they start breaking down. And uh, Mike and uh, Mizino runs out, starts crying. She's like, God, I'm a crybaby. I can't do this. I got to leave. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I won't let any, any of us die. And so that was that in the episode. So, yeah. Yep. At this so, point, I was convinced. I was like, ah, nah, this, this seems about what I've watched. 
Yeah. I think you will enjoy it. I think it is something you'd like be able to put on the side and. I might enjoy it. I might not. Maybe it's Maybelline. But yeah. Yes, sir. Want to sandwich in um, the manga? Jujutsu. Yep. All right. Jujutsu, man. What can I say without prolonging it? They freed my boy Gojo. They freed him, but the freaking problem is he didn't appear where they freed him. Freaking, what's his name? Senturu? Uh, yeah. Or Seng? Yeah, Suguru. Suguru rigged the box that if Gojo got freed, he'd spawn somewhere where they can take care of him. It was a freaking setup. Gojo got introduced with what should have been a joyful reunion with Yuji and pretty much just Yuji because Nabara's dead and Megami is now Tsukuna. Allegedly dead. Allegedly dead. Instead, he got thrown to Suguru and freaking... Sukuna and Megami and some other random that he disposed of quickly, but regardless, they were talking about how like the concept of time in that seal is not the same as out here. Like what could be a minute to us could be an eternity for him, or like what could be a month to us could be nothing to him as time like it could have just been a second. He could have felt like it was in there for a second. My man came out and he looked like he came out ready to fight. Yeah. And the 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 fight hasn't broken down yet, but there are there are a couple things about this that like I don't get. So like Gojo's out and we're basically testing the waters, you know. Gojo took care of that that one random that was just chilling around. It's going to be him versus Sukuna and uh Suguro. But he was recalling that I think Megami asked him um, if Sukuna had ate all his fingers, could you win? And then he answers in person, yeah, I can do win. But I'm just like, but does Sukuna have the power of his fingers? They're, they're in Yuji's body. I don't know. I don't know. Usually someone who ate the fingers, does he have 15 fingers worth of power right now? Well, yeah, a few things. Um, I don't, maybe it's one of those ones like the curse energy transfers. Like he, he's been storing up power or something maybe in UG. So, so you could have this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other thing I was thinking about was like, they made a rule that like no new players could enter the colony so I don't know if, if like the time space continuum thing, like did it actually count for him being in there? Because he can't enter in the games, but he could enter in the games. So that makes sense. Yeah. Because if he was in the box and they counted, then like okay, he can enter in. But if if they don't count it, then it's like uh, who knows? But wasn't there a thing about like people who are already in the zone? Like if they don't want to participate, they can just go. But. I guess technically Gojo was already in the zone, so he could be in the game and he could not be in the game if he chose, I think. 
Yeah. They made too many rules over the past fucking 50 chapters. It's been longer than 50. Yeah, yeah. There's been way too Uh, many rules. Yeah, I'm like, huh. I can't keep up with all of them. Yeah, I can't keep up either. So I was like, what if he's not allowed in the game? I was like, who knows? I I think he should be fine. I think I remember the one because they they tried to make it so that people who don't want to be involved weren't just stuck there and dying. So I think Megami and Yuji made a rule that they can just go. Yeah. Which implied that people who are already in the area like automatically become players. Yeah, but... I mean, he did go a long time without killing any... Well, they changed that rule, too. Mm-hmm. So... But, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to see. Now, do you want to talk about Boruto before we uh, proceed? I don't know. I feel like Boruto might could say that for last. Okay. All right, cool. <laughs> it, it might, yeah. All right, so I spoke, so now you go. Yeah, um... Well, no, we just finished uh, the Dangaropa. Unless you want to do Revengers or uh, our daddy buddies. Yeah, we didn't go ahead and do the Revengers. Do the Revengers? Yeah, then do daddy buddy and finish up Boruto. All right, so episode six, Adversary Advent. This episode starts off with the old man in the, the shop and... Um, very short scene with him. He ends up saying before we cut out that he thinks he was born to sell Rizo's drawings. That's a pretty. That man's pretty passionate about these drawings. They're decent drawings. They're, I agree. They're good drawings. But um, yeah. my man is moved. I'm moved. And I don't think. Either I wasn't listening, or I don't think it was explained yet that how or why Ewan had Ewan was holding a coin that was bit, but he hid it from Neo for some reason. Did this? Did that coin ever get mentioned throughout that episode? No. Okay. I don't even. I don't even recall him having a coin. Yeah, he had a gold coin that was bit that he was playing with as he was pondering outside, and then Neo showed up. But um, yeah, if uh, my memory was right, they didn't use it at all that episode. So I don't know what's up with that coin. Maybe it's not a new one. But Ewan goes to meet the pajama cop, and he's like breaking it down, like what's going on, like the Chinese is looking for Rizo. And blah, 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 you got to do this, they're going to come for me next, and I don't want to be in the middle of this. So um, so we figure out that the Chinese want Rizo, and it has something to do with the opium. Yeah. And when Rizo and Soji were leaving the shop, because the shopkeep gave Rizo like a, I guess, a drawing pad, a new drawing pad, a new, new canvas for his art. They got attacked, and a couple of guys Soji recognized, and they were like, "We were hired to do it, and we're not here for you. We're here for your friend." But whatever, they left. So they tried to kidnap Rizo, and it was Chinese, and 
when everyone was addressing the fact, Rizzo, they revealed that the, it has something to do with opium and they want you. And he decided he was just going to face it head on. They were like, what if they kill you? And then so be it. My life doesn't matter anyway. I um, I killed my father-in-law falsely and drove my fiance to kill herself. So he's still feeling a lot of guilt from... um. As he should. Hey, listen. Stop being a blind sheep. True, true, true. But um, I don't think... Uh, I think he handled this a little too recklessly. Yeah. So he goes, he um, approaches the, the Chinese. Neo's watching, following him, watching his back. He, he's not aware of it. And the dude that he was approaching before he could react was behind him and knocked him unconscious. Okay. The Revengers group decide they can't kill anyone, but they can still rescue this man. So Rizo is tied up. He's being, tor- well, he's gonna gonna be tortured, and then he starts getting tortured. And they're trying to get him to reveal where the opium is, and like he, he had nothing to do with the opium. It was just set up so there's a bunch of freaking opium somewhere, because the Chinese didn't get it, and the um, the dude who set up Rizo is dead. And that's might be the, that might be the only person who knows where it is. Well, knew where it was. Yeah. So, um, the dude with the long hair had to go take care of something, and leaves uh, the guy with Rizo to torture him as he sees fits. Uh, Rizo's not really paying this dude any attention, and so he's like drowning him, and like the Avenger crew is invading. But they're not killing anyone. Doc Nekba like turned the boat over. Soji and and um, Yuen they knocked a couple people out, and then Soji goes down and tries to save Rizo, but he gets he gets out over outpowered a little bit, and then has to like handle the fight a little more, like with a thought process. But regardless, he he wins his fight and like. Rescues Rizo. They all escape. The dude that left, uh, that's, I guess, second in command with the Chinese, was like, what's going on? And it was like, I promised you uh, safety on the land, but that doesn't extend to the water. So kind of, kind of left them hanging on a technicality. And we now know the Chinese won't Rizo, convince Rizo has the opium. And we know there's a crap ton of opium somewhere waiting to be found. Herbie? What? Thoughts, comments, concerns? Oh, oh, nothing. You know, it's a good old episode. Waiting on the opium to be founded. Don't know where it is. Shoot. Yeah, I thought I had some. I thought I picked two bangers and like they fell to like mid tier. <laughs> I wouldn't say they they fell off mid tier. 
Oh, they started hot. Like, they got my interest, and then it was just like, oh, all right, okay. I'm not as interested as I was the first episode, but I'm interested enough to finish. Yeah, I mean, Revengers, they're, they're, they're still setting up the main story and uh, too high card. Too long for, like, a 12 or 13 episode type of thing? Too long. Maybe. But, yeah, um, yeah, high card's not a bad one. You you just you just hate seeing stuff that you uh, perceive as filler, but you know I didn't really perceive that as filler. Well, high card is more. Um, Reven- so what they feel like to me is Revengers has a story they want to tell, but don't know how to get to it. Like they're just putting episodes in between and trying to tell a story. Whereas high card feels like to me it's just. Um. There's no cohesive story in there. It's just like, oh, what can we do now? This episode. What can we do this episode? What can we do this episode? And then, like, suddenly maybe the last three episodes of both are going to get, like, deep into a plot. Yeah. That's how it feels to me. Not that I'm saying they're bad or anything. It's just like, I I just don't think uh, they were thoughts all the way through. Or maybe they just was thought on how um, they wanted to perceive to do what they wanted to do, I guess. Possibly. Who am I to judge? Who are you to judge? No one. Judgy, judgy, McJudgy pants. Damn. <laughs> yeah. That, that hurt. It didn't hurt. But, um. It would have Yeah, so. Yeah. It would not. So, Buddy Daddies, season one, episode one, piece Buddy of cake. Daddies. So, it starts off with uh, a man going to show some jewels to the Don. Um, they're in the little warehouse, then a man on a motorcycle following him. And they notice this man, and they drop some spikes. Um, and some kind of like slicker oil something. And then they start opening up fire. Uh, the man in a motorcycle starts opening fire on the car. I'm like, oh. And the way he was shooting, I was like, man, this man should have ran out of bullets already. I didn't see him reload. I tried to count the number of shots. I was like, that's definitely more than 30 he's, he's letting loose there. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I digress on hyper-realism. And so... He almost loses them on the freeway, and he ends up, like, jumping off a ramp onto some other stuff. I'm like, oh, he's getting there. And then so the driver, uh, he's driving to the warehouse. He pulls up, and he kills a man there. And apparently the man on the motorcycle and the driver are in on this together. I'm like, oh, so these are two buddies. Uh, then they get the man in the warehouse, and they start talking to him about the jewels and everything else that's going on. And then daddy gets a call that Mary is sick of daycare. I'm like, oh man, now he gotta go. He gotta go get his daughter. <laughs> and we found out that Ray, Ray's on the, mo- he's a motorcycle man. Uh, man on the motorcycle. I didn't quite get the other guy's name yet. But uh, we'll get to that. Bro, that man was like, 
you sure you dropped her off okay? She had a cough or stuffed nose or something. Yeah. And you let her go? Yeah. (laughs) Like, I told you, like, he just, he's like, yeah, whatever. Just a kid. Let her go. And then so we get some more, some more story here. Oh, boy. I'm going to call her, call him Bud. Because I I forget his name. It's probably here somewhere else. And, um. He he's he's with this woman. He closed closed her ID, and then he comes back to the crib and Ray's there playing games. And he has a cat, which Ray has a habit of taking in strays. And then Blondie Man returns it, and he he gives a whole lecture about the dangers of the profession, and you 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 never you can't you have a family because you don't know what's going to happen, which led led me to believe. That something had happened before. Mm-hmm. That but caused damn, him to man. be jaded. Poor Ray bought tons of shit for that cat. He did. He should have adopted it. Nah, I'm cool. Make it a trio, baby. Nah, I'm definitely cool. It shouldn't have ever been a duo. Dang. So then this is when we learned Blondie's name, Kazaki. And he's walking through the streets after putting the cat out. And... Fairy lips. It's a gambling hall, and the girls entice him to get in there, and they they clear clean my man out, <laughs> take all his stuff. And he goes, <laughs> yeah, took all his stuff, and then he goes, and checks on the cat again, and then we flash to a young girl on the train. I'm like, huh? And now she's frolic- frolicking through the city, and. They get their new mission, and their target is a human trafficker. I'm like, oh, yeah, he deserves to go down. So in order to get to the trafficker, he bakes a cake that he's going to deliver. And so he goes through the place. He gets through, like, all the stuff. And then this uh, this girl sees the cake because he's, he's running the elevator. She's getting the elevator because... She's she's supposed to go see her dad, and uh, she runs the ele- elevator. She's like, "Oh, cake! Can I have some?" He's like, "Yeah, get some cake." And she's like, "Oh my gosh, it's so good!" <laughs> He's like, "Oh my gosh, someone just destroyed my cake!" And I'm like, "Really? You just gonna show up with like a half-eaten cake? Like this girl? She's not like she didn't get like a piece and like eat it. She was eating like handfuls at a time." I'm like, "Man." He didn't really question her being there either. Yeah, which I thought was like. He and then when like, she no, said, no, no, girl. and then when she said her story, I'm like, bro, what? That, what? <laughs> yeah, my mommy sent me here to, to, to see my daddy alone. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I would have never been able to go anywhere at that age by myself on a trade. Yeah, and then so, yeah, so then they. They they're on the they're on the plane, oh, not the plane, the the elevator, and they open the doors and she just runs out, and then two men are there, and Ray ends up shooting the two men, and and uh, Kazuki like goes and catches her before she gets shot by two people, so I'm like, huh, <laughs> and then so uh, they get to the the main floor of the building, and. Ray's like, which one's the kid? And everyone just starts shooting, and the, and the, the 
the hall. I'm like, oh man. And Mira's like, I gotta go find Papa. <laughs> I'm like, really? And then so she's fighting against the crowd. The human trafficker snatches her up. And Ray, this is one of my funny moments when um, Ray's like, I got a shot through the kid. <laughs> I was like, dang, you gonna shoot the kid to get to the guy? Ruthless. Definition villain. Freaking so, out, man. Yeah, and then Koski's like, oh. She's like, hey, hey, I'm your Papa Miracle. Now come here. And he's like dodging through all these bullets and stuff, and he gets her, and and uh the the man ends up getting shot out the window. I'm like, huh. That's funny. And then so they leave, and she's like, oh, you gotta you gotta do what I say and, and act like how I want you to, Mira, so we can get out of here. So they leave. And this is when your flavor came in, when he brought her back home. Was like, oh, I can't have a cat, <laughs> but you can have a kid. Yeah. <laughs> which was which is funny. And then I, I, I'm thinking that that might actually be his kid. It could be. Because, like, she had pictures of the woman that he uh, he had seen a while ago. Mm-hmm. Or was seen a while ago. I'm like, oh, could be his kid. And, like, he sends her money that she isn't taking. Yeah. Well, allegedly sends her money. Yeah. It could just be his uh, ex-partner that is denying him because she feels like he's responsible for their baby dying. Don't know. Don't really know. But, yeah. That's how it went. It's pretty, pretty funny. Not as action-packed as I like, but you know, I figured I'd go some with a little light here. No, it's it, yeah, it, funny. It's it's close to spy family. Yeah, so that's what I went for. Hopefully, it would achieve. Now to get into this banger of a chapter of Boruto. Yo, I smell a time skip. Yeah, I think it's gonna happen. Not also, not only a time skip, a time pause because next chapter ain't coming out till September. Well, it said August. Whoa, August. Yeah. All right, it's a month sooner. <laughs> I didn't, didn't say when in August, which could basically be the last day of August is, which is like September. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, and so. Boruto chapter 80. The lie that Boruto killed Naruto continues. Um, Sarada and the class rep, they don't seem to be affected. And Boruto, uh, Kawaki will release Naruto after, um, after he's killed Boruto. And the class rep contacts Sarada. He's like, hey, I figured out what's going on. This has to be some of Ida's doing. Like how we're not affected, like it's one of her world powers. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's still mad, talking about they gotta get Borto, they gotta kill him. And Sarada Well Sasuke ran up on Sarada was like, What are you, are you okay? This, that, and the other. Like, go back to the village and rest. And and I'm like, oh man, he's about to go kill his pupil. Mm-hmm. 
And then so Serata asks Sasuke to listen to her and do a favor. And then when she looks up, she has her Mangekio Sharingan. I don't get that. Why does she have it? She definitely went through like um, immense pain and emotion. So, so this I had this is why I had some thoughts on on this part. <laughs> like she three years too early for that. Well, I would say Itachi got his. Well, not the Mangekio that, that early. Um, but yeah, she might be a little young, bro. Sasuke was just getting his third dot when she was that age. Well, I wonder if it's going to be like one of those ones where like she has them on Gekio, but like she doesn't have the, the steps leading up to it. Yeah, like, like she might, she she probably definitely does not have a Sasano. But time or, skip, time skip coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or like she might just start the two dots as she's working on the third, but somehow that one just activated on its own. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Because last if, I recall, she didn't. No, no. I think she has all six. Well, you only have three. No, but like I'm talking in total. Like three and three. Because um, yeah. like, it looked like... So like... It didn't look like that was the case with Sasuke. But it looked like it was the case with Sarada. That like Sasuke, when he got a dot, he got it in both eyes. But Sarada looked like he she was like... Had one in one eye and like two in the other. At some point. But that might just be the anime... Throwing in some filler, you know what I mean? Some unwritten filler. Yeah, it could be. But I was thinking, too, like, could it be because uh, Sasuke at the time had uh, Senju and Uchiha blood? So maybe the the terms are different where she doesn't have to murder her best friend to get him on Kekio. Or, like, maybe the trauma of thinking about Boruto being killed and murdered like that brought it out. I'm not sure, but that's the one I thought I had. Like, like, I, yeah, I'm like, huh. Is that, is that the reason why? I'm trying to figure it out. I don't know, so. man. Shit's weird. I was like, the Mangekyo. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. So, so then Borto's still fleeing, and he's, he's trapped by the Inoshika show formation and Sasuke swoops in and saves him and they get to talking to Boruto about this that, and the other and uh Ida's like oh I have, there's something I gotta do first before I go back to the village and she leaves and Boruto asks why Sasuke wanted to help him and he's like oh because my daughter wishes it she's like <laughs> he's like ah, if anything I I believe my daughter and I don't believe you. And, and Sasha kind of missed it. Like, some of his memories aren't jiving the way they were. Like, like they're different. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's not bothered by the fact that they're different, but he knows that he should be bothered by it. And, like, Boruto has the headband that that um he gave him when they started. And so, like, it's stuff's not lining up how it should be. Yeah. So he kind of Reality is not meshing well with... What his head is convincing him, and he even admits that he doesn't. He, he didn't think that one day, like, his merit be used as a weapon against him. But he's putting all his trust in Sarada for this exact moment. Yeah. So. Um, so that's kind of reckless of you, Sasuke. Like, all all st- all plot aside. 
You're going to risk the whole village on just trusting your daughter? That is, I mean, I would. That is commitment. Well, you got to think about it, too. Like, with her awakening her Mangekio, like, that's a real strong emotion. Yeah, I mean, yeah. To, yeah. To, to like, because she definitely didn't have it before. So it's like. And they're going to have to. So let's let's brainstorm here. Let's say the time skip is two to three years like Shippuden, right? Hypothetically speaking. Her and um, what's the class rep's name? I don't know. Her and the class rep are going to have to pretend that they think Boruto was an enemy for the entire duration of this time skip. I wouldn't even pretend. I'd be like, yo, y'all memories is false. This is what's going on here. <laughs> Couldn't they like volunteer to um to have um one of the the Eno's uh fam clan members look into their minds and like see that like hey these are the real memories like what the hell do you guys think Naruto looks like because Boruto's a spitting image of that guy yeah, well yes but I, I think like if their memories were just like overwritten um mm -hmm. so like no matter if they looked in their memory they'd be like oh well she must have been placed under Genjutsu to see what's so um, seem like this because that's the only logical explanation they would come up with. Because it's like one of those like mass hysteria ones where like if everyone thinks it's something one way and only two people think it's something the other way, then it, the majority is always correct. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, I use the I use that as a lead argument in some in some uh, discussions I have. Yeah, I mean, but like. Sometimes the majority is actually wrong, but, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, no, there's a lot of times when the majority is wrong, but as long as, they're, as, long as it's the majority, it's going to be perceived as right. Yeah. So. Yeah, and uh, Momoshigi's still trying to get Boruto's body, and then Ida shows up, and she was like, I'm sorry, Boruto, for what it's worth, this, that, and the other. I didn't consciously do this and so they figured it out and I think this is when Sasuke is like oh he's telling the truth but my memories still say he's a killer <laughs> so so yeah and uh, Boruto's like I never really understood him before like I, I just kind of understood a little bit but now I've really nah, understood bro, Boruto said some wild shit <laughs> yeah I, I do not ready. agree <laughs> I was getting ready to get into to the to it, you know. Go ahead, but I, I was making my stance clear early on. I do not agree with what you're about to say for Boruto. <laughs> yeah, well, no, nah, this is what he says, and he's like, "Yeah, like I understand now. You're all alone, and kind of understand how you feel. You've been this way for a while. People didn't like you for whatever reason." And then this is where he lost me right here. He's like, "Oh, it was due to my weakness um, in this situation." that uh it came to this i'm like stop bro this was it was your week this is kawaki going off the rails trying to protect naruto by wanting to kill you yeah bro this is like naruto losing a sasuke all over again and like feeling bad that he failed sakura i was like nah bro like 
Sasuke yeah, went like, berserk. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, stop. He this this is meant to happen. Like I'm like, stop it, man. Get over it. Or like in the the episode in Shippuden when they finally saw Sasuke again, and it's like you still want to be Hokage, and Naruto's just like, how can I be Hokage when I can't even save one friend? Like that nigga don't want to be saved. <laughs> sure don't. He's going on an emotional emo journey. Just let him finish it. Yeah. And so and he's like, yeah. And he's like, you know, this is like two brothers fighting. Like, I can't let a brother kill a brother. He's like, oh, we'll just call it a quarrel between siblings. I'm like, no, bro. This is full on. He's going to kill you if he gets a chance. It's yeah, not a man's quarrel. man's got a whole village looking to slaughter you. Yeah. And it's okay with it. Yeah. I wonder how um, Himawari, if she if she realizes the whole situation yet. I wish, um, listen, I understand there's going to be a time skip. Like, I, I completely expect that the chapter to drop sometime in August to have skipped X amount of time because this is a training cycle. They're not gonna I'd like to you. see him train. I want to, I want to see little scenes on how he's training. I want to see some scenes on like how everyone is adapting to this, how they perceive Kawaki. I want to see them interact with, because like I, I want to see how Kawaki interacts with the village for a little bit. But mainly, I want to see Boruto on his journey with Sasuke because it's it's gonna it's gonna be para, almost parallel to Naruto traveling with Jiraiya, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of like that, but only Boruto is the most wanted ninja in Konoha at the moment. I would like to see him train. I I feel like that would be different, because uh, you didn't really get you got snippets of that. But I would like to see him like train through the time skip, for like that, at least the first year. That's what I want to do. Like if if you're gonna postpone. For we're in the end of May, so you got um in April. April, I'm sorry, April. So you got May, June, July, and then August. If it's the end of August, you got four months. You could release two chapters within the four months, just showing the training. You don't have to put too much freaking detail into it because it's just it's just training. We're not doing any missions. We're not. This is Boruto preparing to fix this, and I, I don't know how the hell he's going to do it because he still has to convince the entire village that he didn't kill his dad. But it it, it should be done. We never yeah. we we didn't majorly other than the Shippuden, we didn't majorly skip any training arcs in Naruto. Yeah, <laughs> it just showed up, and Naruto was. A grown man, almost. Yo, the growth spurt is like crazy. Yeah, but but yeah, I'm excited to see what goes on. That was um, ba- that was a banger of a. a yeah. Chapter. Also, uh, yeah, Ida makes a promise not to look for Borto till he comes back to the village. <laughs> so, even though she she's omniscient, she's not going to um spy for them. Which those people should realize something's up if if she's not going to spot help out. 
And she said she's doing it because Kawaki's acting like a coward. Well, so. if anyone should realize that something's so, up, it should be Shikamaru. Yes. With enough time, Shikamaru should realize. And i that's something I want to see. I want to see if the time skip is two years, I want to see Shikamaru realize with somewhere between the two years that like, math, this math ain't mathin'. Something yeah. ain't adding up. Kawaki, I don't know how, but I have a feeling Kawaki is actually the one that we should be worried about at the moment. Yeah, because I, I, I feel like... Uh, I feel like if anything, it might be another three-year time skip, and I feel like Borto's birthday is probably soon, so he's like, thir- getting ready to turn thirteen, and then when he comes back, he'll be fifteen, getting ready to turn sixteen, or either be sixteen, getting ready to turn seventeen. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, Whew. so we got to see. Okay, so from the context clues, all right, all right. So let's let's uh, let's go under the assumption that we're approaching a time skip. We have to assume, or let's, let's, uh, I'm sorry, the time skip. Let's assess the first set of panels where it's Boruto versus Kawaki and like the village pretty much looks like it's in ruin. Now I want to know, did the ruin happen between the time skip and Boruto just came back to settle things with Kawaki or... Is a village in ruin because Boruto came back and they had to destroy the village to try to capture this dude. Like, these are things that would be nice to know. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll never know. One we'll over a while. Another montage. Yeah, we're gonna get the we're gonna get time skip with flashbacks. Probably. Yeah, that's that's probably most likely what's gonna happen. We're we're gonna get the immediate time skip. And then every so, every couple chapters, you'll get a flashback. Yeah. But, um, Who knows? Anything else you want to discuss, Urbe? Well, that's, that's about it. Signing from Boruto. Hopefully it would go well. Yes. Yes, me too. Um, Guys, yeah. if you don't know already... New chapters to solo leveling out uh, from focusing on the sun. Give it a give it a read. It's um really fast paced so far, and I'm really curious as to what his actual main goal is going to be. Considering Jinwoo already, without without saying much, Jinwoo already did the thing that he did. So we'll see. Will we see? Well, I will. Uh, you'll listen to eventually. Maybe. <laughs> All right, guys. That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed, you know what to do. And we'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace.